Hey guys, welcome back to VM Nation. Guys, this is going to be a fun episode. I'm your host, Richard Kaufman, also known as the Comeback Coach. Guys, this is going to be a great episode. I'm having fun. But first, I got to thank our sponsors. Uh, the first sponsor is a new book that just dropped. It's called A Hero's Journey from Darkness to Light. It's hit uh, hit Amazon number one twice. It's all about it's all about changing lives, helping people um, get through depression, also um, getting through addiction. So check it out. And the book is available with new bonuses, and I can't tell you what they are, but definitely check out the book. Um, and I'll, I'll drop a link. And the second person I want to thank is my friend Neil. He has has a Facebook group called Press Forward. He's helping men become better men. So he's actually doing a retreat out in April where you can actually go out to a nice castle and actually for three days learn how to become a better man, father, husband, and get healthy. So definitely check out Press Number 4, W-A-R-D, with my friend Neil. So I just want to say thank you guys for the sponsors. You guys keep the lights on. Guys, this is going to be an amazing episode. He's the only two-time guest that I've actually had on. What? And I'm truly amazed. Um, he's, a, you know, East Coast boy, done great, done great things. Super Joe, what's up, brother? Thank you so much for having me again. I didn't realize I was the only guest to come back twice. That is, wow. That that I mean, that, I think that's only happened to me once or twice before. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, the, the last time we came, you know, we talked about your past. We talked about... Um, working at the with your dad and all that good stuff, you know, working at cash registers and computer. We talked about all that, but now I want to get into, um, because we're in a new world, you know, we're in the tech world and I just took a course and on tech. So I'm learning, you know, what click funnels are and all that stuff, all that new stuff. So I figured we'd hop on, you know, start talking about, you know, what we got, you got going on uh, with your, your uh, YouTube channel, which is, Oh my God blowing up um your what you're doing with your podcast and you're doing what you're doing with the independent podcast stuff like that so uh bring us a little bit tell us a little bit about your background and then bring us forward to what's going on today yeah yeah well so uh, thank you thank you again for having me back on good good afternoon Shay, uh, eric it was good good to see you here uh so I, I grew up in a family, my family's business. It was in the trucking industry here in the Northeast. It eventually became the um, the largest independently owned truck parts company uh, on the East Coast, which was uh, pretty incredible at the time. Uh, and I got to grow up in it from, from the age of six all the way until I was 27. Uh, I grew up, you know, started sweeping floors, uh, you know, emptying trash cans, checking inventory, counting inventory, uh, working on the counter, doing sales, uh, managing the, the, the overseeing the warehouse uh, operations, uh, I, running all the IT equipment, and eventually becoming the COO and putting my fingers in pretty much everything from marketing to HR to everything. Uh, the company eventually became a $100 million company. And by 20, uh, oh, sorry, sorry. 2014 uh or 27 when i was 27 in 2014 i made the decision to walk away from it uh it actually was a decision made in 2013 and there was some lag time between there but i didn't and i didn't know what i was going to do i uh i don't have a degree 
Uh, I, I dropped out of, of college, so I started going back to college in 2013. And when 2014 came around in April, April 2nd, so we're coming up on another anniversary here in just a couple months, uh, I, I, you know, left. It was not uh, ceremonious. Nobody was happy that I was leaving except me and my wife. Uh, and, you know, and for me, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. A month later, uh, I knew about podcasting. I've listened to podcasts going back to 2005, uh, late 2004, uh, with one show that was specifically about Disney World because I'm a big Disney head. And uh, that uh, that kind of worked its way in. I was on a plane to Disney World, and uh, I was talking to a friend of mine about promoting this DJ album that I had coming out. It was all around Disney music. And I said, hey, you know, is there any other shows? He's like, oh, well, have you listened to? And I know what you're going to say, John, you know, JLD, John, John Lee Dumas, since this is in 2014. John had only just started, I think, about a year earlier, a year and a half earlier uh, at the time. And I was like, oh, why? What do they do? Oh, he interviews entrepreneurs. So I was like, well, I know tons of people in business. Like, I could do that. And I was having so much fun doing these podcast interviews. So uh, when the plane landed, I uh, decided I was going to interview people who are, were living their dreams at the time. Uh, which eventually became into entrepreneurship and and that uh, audience, which you know took on inspiring other people, but really to inspire me. So when the plane landed, I registered a domain name, the Twitter handle, the Facebook page before we got to the rental car. Two weeks later, I dropped my first episode, ran off and running to iTunes New and Noteworthy, and eventually in 2017 became a Best Business Podcast of the Year Award over at podcastawards.com. I cried. It was awesome. Uh, and you know, and, and I started down this path of uh, working with business owners on their businesses right out of the like pretty much within a month or so of me leaving the company. I started to gain these uh, these clients working on their business, their marketing, their inventory issues and things like that and have just kept it going. I eventually dropped out of school. So I'm a two time two time dropout. Uh, when the teachers are all like, or professors are like, what are you, what are you doing here? Like, why, why, what, what is, what are you going to get out of this? And, uh, so I, I decided about th two, a year and a half into it that I stopped going there, focused on the business. Uh, I also started off the independent podcast conference at the end of 2014 to bring together independent podcasters from all over well it was originally just supposed to be the mid-atlantic region uh but it actually ended up being all up and down the east coast and by the second year we were international with people coming from the west coast all the way to from uh, to england and then we just continued to grow that so uh I, I was doing the podcasting thing. I dabbled in YouTube starting in 2017. I always was like posting videos and, and like my live, my Facebook lives to, you know, to YouTube, but then I never really got any real traction. In 2017, I, I did a daily vlog uh, where I was doing a business lesson in every single video, uh, every single day for a hundred days. That was a lot of fun. I learned how to edit really fast and get really good at that uh, and, and got better at talking on camera and all of that. Uh, in 2017. So fast forward to 2020, the pandemic happens. I actually, um, oh, thank you, Mark. I, I really appreciate that. I, I think, <laughs> I think that's a compliment. Uh, <laughs> um, so, I'm unable to oh, gee, thanks here. Uh, so I, I, uh, I, I wanted to, to take, um, everything that I had learned from all, you know, all my years of business and everything like that and funnel it into something on YouTube, but I didn't quite know what, where I wanted to go. I was watching, I mean, at that point in 2020, I was watching more YouTube than I was. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I was watching more YouTube than even movies or TV. I do watch quite a few movies 
uh, you know, not a movie buff, but I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy movies a lot. Uh, and yeah, so, so watching all this YouTube and I'm like, how can I apply this and take this to the next level and take my podcast and inject it into that and bring it, bring it all together. And, uh, that's when in the, towards the end of 2020, after spending much of 2020 doing live events for the independent podcast conference to bring all these people together that are, you know, at the time we're all separated and, and like kind of sheltered in places in a lot of, in a lot of places and having a really great time and, and all that, and then take it and bring it to, uh, bring it to the, uh, the business audience that I have. So that's, so that's when I started doing the reaction videos, uh, for, I was, I was doing originally it was the profit shark tank, uh, and bar rescue. I still, have it's been a little while since I did I dropped the the profit episode uh bar rescue was back when the season was still airing the last season was still airing I did that uh last and then mostly excuse me has been shark tank uh so it's it's just been in not like amazing to see the growth and not just growth because oh I'm the only place to get shark tank uh full pitches and stuff but the the growth of the audience that's just like I love your content. I'm watching in Iraq. I'm watching in uh, uh, what's uh, Oman? Is that is that yeah. one of the yeah, yeah. Oman, Oman? I don't know how to pronounce it. But like countries that like there's other countries that I've, like, I've never heard of this country. I'm not a geography buff, but like wow, like how cool is that? Like we're we're reaching people in these countries to help them with their business and learn, you know, learn more, learn how to be better people. That's what the whole super thing is about, right? It's about bringing the best out of yourself and the people around you. And that's, you know, I, I just, it's so awesome as a look, as a kid, as a kid that has been making content since I was 10 years old on my computer, going back to 1996, making websites and things, right? taking something and and I've done lots of different communities over the years having something grow as so fast is just it's a it's a everything I've ever wanted coming true all like all at once and yet still not necessarily like quote unquote fast enough like it's not like I woke up tomorrow and like oh man there's you know a million subscribers and, and all that but like it's it, trying to live in the moment and enjoy the fact that there's all these people and because this really is i mean why do we start podcasts rich why do we start podcasts for me uh oh, oh, oh but before we get there because it's you know, p, like a, the p the p word people it's people right it's the people that you're connecting with it's me it's you it's the people listening it's people like mark in the chat and eric in the chat like it's all it's really that is the currency of podcasting that is the currency of content creation is people but the thing is and I, you know you're a different kind of dude like <laughs> I, I watch every episode so i i will say i personally gave you ten thousand downloads um but it's the way you interact with people you know sometimes you're gonna get those people and i love the way you know they'll be like hey why don't you just shut up and let's watch the show but then you bring them around to where you're building relationships to where like a lot of people, like somebody told me to shut up about my book or something the other day. And I just said, you know what? Thank you so much. Just for, just for commenting. I appreciate you. God bless you. Have an amazing week. And then he got the book and, and he, we were talking on the phone. So it's amazing how you can take that. What some people might consider a negative. You take the Gary V way and turn things around. And you, that's how I think you're building your, loyal audience and i think you should right i mean look they 
there's a lot of ins and outs of YouTube, right? And and watch time is one of them. So do I want people to watch the whole video? Sure I do. But I'm not going to lose sleep if they don't because my bank account's still getting bigger if they, even if they just watch it. And, you know, the, the thing, the beating people up with kindness at the end of the day, or I should say meeting people up with kindness, right, uh, instead of beating people up with kindness, is, is – It'll, it'll make the people who want to be angry about something more angry, and they'll probably be more likely to watch anyway, or it'll make them check themselves. I mean, you, you've seen the I mean, I don't post the comments publicly. It's, it's really just for the friends of my, on my Facebook group, you know, yeah. or Facebook, you know, yeah. ecosystem. But the reason is, is because I want people to see how to handle it. And I've gotten so many comments from people that said, you know, Joe, I love seeing how you, you yeah. react to these. And I've also had people say, why are you giving these? Even my own wife says, like, why do you give these people a microphone, you know, into your world or whatever? And a lot of them, I just think they're just they're just funny. Like, I want people to debate me. I'm not always going to be right. I'm not perfect. I'm not portraying perfection. What I am portraying is a, a platform for people to have that conversation, right? And and my experience, I mean, I think is a lot um, more expansive than a lot of other people's experience when it comes to business because we've I've been in so many different businesses and in so many different niches, and and I have such a huge technology background, managing servers, managing clients, like I, tech, networking, phone, like all stuff. So I bring all of that together in a way that like there's not that many people on the planet that can do that have done what I've done from that, from that perspective and be able to bring it and break it down to somebody and make it human for them. And that's, and that's where like, I try to bring the fun. I try to bring the, the, the human side of business, you know, to what I do. And, and also the caring part. Cause I, I, I'm a, I have a big heart and I wear my heart like right over here. Right. Yeah, so, and it's hard, especially when you get these comments from people that are just like, shut the heck up. Like, you don't, who are you? Why do you think you're better than the sharks? Why do you, like, well, hold on. I mean, did you watch any of the video or did you just make an assumption? I mean, if you saw that one guy, he made a whole, uh, what was it, like college dissertation yeah. about how I didn't know what I was talking about. And you know what? It, that comment reminded me that I was supposed to be, uh, I've already interviewed the the phone party hats guy, uh, Manuel Rojas. Rojas, right? And I had for like we kept missing each other because he had to keep rescheduling. So it made it reminded me to go and reach out to him. And then I went and did the interview with him. And you know what? We had a great time. In fact, it just aired today on my channel. And it, afterwards, he's like, Joe, I want to send you some hats. Pick out, pick out some hats for you and your family, and I'll send them to you. I'm like, well, apparently I, I didn't get it that wrong because, you know, the person who literally owns the business is like, hey, you know, I, I really like what you had to say and I appreciate it. And I can't tell you how many people have said you get my business as well as I do. And I've never been in that industry. <laughs> you know, I grew up in to me, it's numbers. Right. And, and I, I know we talked earlier before we got on air, like that I'm not great with math, but I am good with math if you give me a pen and paper. You know, if I have if I have a calculator in front of me, if I can work, you know, work that out, if I can put it in a spreadsheet, I can decipher those and find those patterns. But when you're just when people say numbers, I I don't it's, I don't know if it's like a dyslexia of numbers. Like literally, if you just told me your phone number, Rich, I like by number three, I've already I'm already like slow down. Hold yeah. on. I can't I can I have because I'm like saying it in my brain yeah. at the same time. And I can't you can't do two things at once. Yeah. But anyway, that's a t different topic for a different day. But 
these people that have that that it says more about them than it does about you right and at the end of the day when you're talking about these negative comments coming from from um from accounts that have no videos they have no skin in the game at all you look like an idiot arguing with them because you have skin in the game yeah. you created the stuff you're putting your name out there for people they they got nothing they got nothing to show for it right maybe they have another account and they're just using this as their troll account or whatever i don't know but i can only go by what i have so it's like the old adage you, you argue with an idiot yeah people start to not be able to tell the difference right so it's just like hey i appreciate you watching and commenting and then sometimes people because they don't even expect you to answer especially as you apparently as you get bigger and bigger they just and, and i feel bad because i would love rich to be able to respond to every single comment even the ones i don't agree with because like it gets a little dicey sometimes i'm like how do i respond to this other than just saying i appreciate you watching and commenting without even me coming off as i'm agreeing with them or allowing yeah. such borderline not great conversation taking place it's well, really, it I, gets I get tricky. That on TikTok because i do a lot of veterans and suicide prevention and then mm. you'll have some asshat that'll say something stupid and then i'm like you know what i'm just gonna let it go and then i just watch everybody else pound on them so i didn't have to say it. <sighs> that's a problem too that's see, that's a problem too and and i've come across that as well where my fans will start are, start are starting to go back to the back catalog right and they're finding these comments that i left there where i just you know they what the person said wasn't super rude like yeah. like there's some that are just like wow this is almost like borderline threatening <laughs> like I, those i've removed i've just hidden them from the channel but the other ones that are like eh, they just you know telling me to to shut up or whatever I've left them there and now my people are starting to find them and they're going back and saying, well, why are you watching this then? <laughs> like, why, like what, what is compelling you to just even write the comment, just click off the video, go somewhere else, you know? Um, but I want them to be look because the brand and because uh, it, the whole super thing, like I want my audience, I want my super community to act you know a certain way of being like of trying to be the best version of themselves and bringing that out of other people so it's it is a little trickier than like some other people who aren't basing their reputation on trying to be kind trying to be mr rogers not aaron rogers but the other yeah. the other mr rogers <laughs> uh you know and it's it's things like that that it gets it gets tricky because like it's i it's not that i don't agree with them <laughs> you know it's not that i don't have my dark my dark comedic humor side to me that gets it or thinks it's hilarious but at the same time like i those people are probably hurting right yeah. they're going through something they don't just run, like shout into the void of the internet for nothing for no reason and and i want to be able to to at least if nobody else has told them that they're appreciate you know appreciative of them i want them to know that i am i mean look there's the monetary aspect that they i gave got a view out of them so that helps move things forward but maybe it turns them around and i've had several people turn around from that you know and and it just so that's why i still choose to respond to them yeah. even if you know, like my wife is like, no, nah, I wouldn't even, you shouldn't even, you should just delete the comment and move yes, on. See, my wife, she's Sicilian and she'll be like, she'll, she'll be like, don't even let me, 
Just take take the keyboard away. Okay, I, I so know. Now, I know the heat that can come from. <laughs> exactly. Now a lot of people will are thinking, you know, because my wife even said it yesterday. She's like, "Man, everybody's got a podcast," you know, or you know, a lot of people don't realize that YouTube is sometimes the number one or the number two search engine in the world. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, having a podcast and a platform, which now it's thank God it's growing. Um, I'm able to have people like you and and John Lee Dumas coming on, uh, releasing his episode, Tony Watley, Steve Sims, Zach Babcock. I'm able to have people that I admire come on. So for me, it's kind of like getting a BA in business without having to pay for college. So but why should somebody start a podcast or a YouTube knowing that, you know, there's 2 million podcasts out there and hundreds of millions of channels. So why should they get involved in it? Yeah, I mean, I, it goes back to what I said before. People, it starts with the P word, people. That I think my P is backward. Is my P back? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, it starts with people, right? And having those conversations. I mean, one of the things when I when I started the podcast, uh, not too long afterwards, because I start I started to gravitate more towards business and entrepreneurship and and all that was it enabled me to have conversations with people I would never have conversations with otherwise. And again, enabled me to validate what I thought or what I knew, whatever I knew I knew or I thought I knew, uh, and as well as learn unknown unknowns that did, never occurred to me because of where I lived, it, it, you know, in the, my place in the world and, and place in business, right? So having that opportunity uh, to, to meet with those people and then develop relationships with a lot of those people uh, really just took what I, like I said, what I knew and what I thought I knew and what I didn't know I you know, knew or didn't know yet uh, and, and amplified it within me. So you're right. Like having that opportunity to meet these people really gives you a whole nother uh, personal insight into things that, you know, you could go, you could Google, you could go to YouTube uh, and, and find things, but it's just it's not the same as having those conversations and then the relationships that you get to build with the people look i'm not every person i've had on my show i've grown to have a relationship with but there's there's a a handful of key people that i have and those people have made all the world a difference in my in my life personally and in my business and now you know a lot of people you know don't realize um, like i said i'm still learning the whole youtube thing um but it seems the more that you put out there, the more they'll go into your back. Like, kind of like records. I'm old school, so I, I love record stores. Uh, I got two records players it, next to me right here. It, and like once you buy one record and you're like, let me check out their back catalog. And I think that's one thing, the difference between YouTube and, say, Facebook, that your videos, even from a year ago, will start getting more play the more that you're, you know, more more popular you're getting. So please talk about the, you know, the differences between, you know, maybe a YouTube a video going out on Facebook, which you see it once and then it gets buried. But then you put one on um, YouTube and all of a sudden it's still getting watched three, four or five years later. 
Yeah, it, it, it does. I mean, I think that that speaks to YouTube being the I, I don't I mean, you said YouTube number one, number two, it's actually probably closer to number three at this point, because TikTok is overtaking Google okay. uh, for the first time. I think it was last month ever, <laughs> you know, that Google's been knocked off. Uh, and so or at least knocked off since they've been number one, like consistently. And uh, so so there's the search aspect of it, right? People being able to easily search. And, and I think also it's, it comes down to training of people, right? Like Facebook really, I mean, YouTube has really changed that as well. Uh, they've changed their, the, the, the way their algorithm works and what, they, what they're pushing people to. But with Facebook, like it's all about like what's what's new, right? Or new-ish within the last like two, three, four days. So it's it's all about like if it's new, then it then it deserves to be there. And I think, you know, Facebook's all about keeping you in that that scroll, right? That feed of what's on the main, what's on the homepage. Um, YouTube, on the other hand, like it's all about, you know, it is all about the homepage now. Like if like very few, a small, small, small percentage of people even ever go to their subscription box to see what new videos are from every creator for that, like of that day. But because they've gotten so good at recommending things, they know what to recommend. And once you click on that video, now you have a whole sleeve of recommendations right there next to you. That so the algorithm is always like trying to like what okay this video is like ninety eight percent likely to get clicked on the one below it is like ninety six percent then ninety ninety percent and then eighty seven percent and fifty percent so it's it's giving an opportunity to videos that you might not click on uh you know may or may not click on but it's giving you the opportunity to find something different maybe go down a different rabbit hole as well Ooh. and youtube does a lot of testing as well so they're always constantly and i actually i have a theory about that going back to the the negative comment thing it seems like my negative comments usually come in spurts so like i'll get I, like some days i'll get zero negative comments and then all of a sudden like two days will go by and then all of a sudden i'll get four and it's like, hmm, that's okay. Why, why all of a sudden, like back to back to back, did I get negative comments? And the reason is, I think my my guesstimate is some of it might be search, right? Some some of it's search driven, but also it's them testing out new audiences with the content, right? They know, ooh, they maybe they like Shark Tank. Let's put a video in there. Oh, they clicked on it because it's got a you know high click through rate awesome they click on it then they find out that it isn't it isn't just shark tank then they're like oh yeah i'm gonna leave a nasty comment because screw this guy you know that kind of thing so um so it's really algorithm driven not that facebook isn't but it's just it's just different like i mean how often do you search people's names up on facebook versus like clicking on a different video that takes you down a different rabbit hole on youtube you know it's just it's just inherently train people to be different uh di differently and use it differently so you know and I'm, I'm a big i could go on like just yesterday i was on youtube for like four hours mm -hmm. i put in copywriting and then there was dan lock dan lock and then and then oh, and, I'm down, and i'm down a rabbit hole for like four hours later looking at russell brunson talking you know it's amazing how but you can get pretty much a free education on YouTube and people don't even use it. So now I have a question, you know, and I don't know if you can give a hack or not, but, uh, you know, like Facebook, I know that if I, you know, cause I wish all my friends happy birthdays every day in, in their direct message. But I know that if I put a direct message and say, happy birthday, brother, you know, I appreciate you. I know that 
the gal algorithm is going to kick me up into their feet. And it happens automatically. If it's something, you know, but I do it anyway, so it's not for that purpose. But but I realized that once I started doing it, that all of a sudden I'm seeing all these people again. And I, I guess it's just one of their uh, hacks. So what is one good YouTube hack that's a guy like me? You know, I only got 300 subscribers, and I'm very grateful for every one of them, by the way. I'm, I don't ever – when I get one extra, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm excited because I'm grateful for them. That means 300 people – are taking the time to follow what I do. So how do I get subscription numbers up there? How do you do that? I really don't understand. Well, so there's there's two things I could give you, okay? One is, uh, you know, people will say, oh, it's all about the thumbnail or, oh, it's all about the title. It's really all about the idea of the video. Have a, have a great week, uh, Eric. It's great, great meeting you. Um, yeah, it's really all about the idea of the video. So when you're, when you're crafting what your video is going to be about, like what would make the most sense for people to want to click on? That's why like these, these long form interviews and stuff, like I do them on my channel too, but I only release like one a week. If, if I, if I have one in the tank, right. If I have like a, and I only mostly do shark tank interviews at this point, I am looking at bringing people on, but they wouldn't be interviews. Those would be, let's talk about a specific topic. Yeah. Um, but long form videos, I mean, some you know, people can get away with it if they're, they have an audience that's willing to sit around and watch the whole thing. And even if you, you might have a smaller audience that that's willing to do the smaller portion of your audience that's willing to do that. But it's so much like that to me is so much harder to really gain traction, right? To me, it's about like getting those clips and maybe it's a, you know, three minute clip, five minute clip, six minutes clip of your interview that specifically talks about a specific thing that you can make the the topic or the uh the idea for that video around then you make the thumbnail then you make the title and you you get yourself a, a something that gets gives enough mystery right or enough reason to like oh i really want to click on that because i want to see like why is there four french fries in my hand and this one is the one this is a di you know it's different than every other french fry kind of thing um it's really tough uh, it's it's really tough to be able to to get those uh, those long forms. So I would say start with shorter videos, um, you know, but but come up with ideas that that are like specific enough. But yet, it, when you write the title, you write the the you know have the thumbnail, uh, it, you know, it, you you leave it enough to the imagination for people want to want to click on. And look, when it comes to thumbnails, like people will do five four five six hour sessions just conceptualizing what a thumbnail will look okay, like okay now for people that for me like i'm a low-tech redneck so <laughs> what would uh what do you mean by thumbnail so the thumbnail of the video so like when you when you go to youtube's homepage, you see you pretty much see just thumbnails right like of the vi like pictures that uh are like the like the posters for each of the videos, okay. right? So, so you want to make that poster, that 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 thumbnail, uh, something that gives that that gives like like I said, some mystery, some th like something behind it to make people like, oh, I really want to click on that. Some people, you know, there's lots of different tactics out there, like doing the YouTube phase, ah, like and all that stuff. And and like, I did all that too. And I'll tell you, I mean, really, it comes down to follow your analytics. 
you know, fought, like literally look at the analytics that is available on YouTube. They're pretty darn good. They're better now than they've ever been. Uh, it's still not perfect, but it, you know, it's, it's really good. If you dive into even just the basics of the, the analytics, like in the studio, right? You don't have to go into advance. I mean, so you can go in advance if you, if you have, if you're really trying to find a very specific thing to prove a point, you know, that's, that's, that's what you, you want to, you know, you'll, you'll go to advance for that. But if you just look at the individual videos, look at the watch time retention rate and stuff like that, and just start looking at what you're doing, how things are structured, it'll, it'll all start to just come together. It'll take time to figure that out, especially if you don't have a lot of views coming in on the videos, but you go to the view, videos you have, right. That, that speak to the core essence of what your channel is, you know, created for. Um, and then, you know, build, build around that. So look at the analytics. And then, uh, finally I'll, I'll say the, the other thing, um, to, to really look at is, you know, subscriber counts. Great. It's, it's awesome. It's we're blessed to have all these people. Right. But at the end of the day, it's really about getting people to the next video. So it's, it's all about like, how do I get people to go like they're watching this video? I got them all the way to the end of the video. Now let's get them to the next video. Cause if they click on that next video, YouTube's going to like sound the alarm because people watching back to back videos is, is huge. Like that's, that's like the number one thing you could do is have somebody watch two of your, your videos back to back. And so, so now, get them to the next video. So in your, you know, I'm guessing, you know, everything that's going on with Spotify right now, it's really, it's really interesting what's going on with podcasting right now. I actually, but, I don't know much about, I know it has to do with Joe Rogan and Neil Young, yeah. but I honestly haven't had time. I've had a lot of things going, as you, as you know, I've had quite a few things happen in the last week or so. So, the, so I haven't followed too closely. You see podcasting state, where do you see the future of audio podcasting and YouTube podcasting? And do they meet in the middle? I think I think people are going to get content the way that they like to consume content. I mean, there's there's podcasts that I only I will only watch them on YouTube, and I have podcasts that I've tr like the same show I've tried to listen to on on my phone while I run, and I can't stand listening to it because <laughs> I don't have the visual, you know, and I don't have to sit there and watch the whole thing. But there is something to be said that of seeing those two people, especially when they call up, uh, like, "Oh, let me share my screen. Let me show you what I'm talking about," kind of thing. Like that makes to me that's when you when you start getting into that territory of like showing people things on the screen. To, and it might just be me, but I find it very hard to 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 conceptualize in my mind versus just two people having a conversation yeah. like we're, like if i started showing you my youtube analytics right now on this screen i feel like it would it would it would get really hard for people to like it makes it that much harder for people to like really uh listen to so i, I think people are going to go where they where they want to get the content and how they want to get it i mean that's i was uh oh what was i listening to oh was, uh lewis rossman uh he's a He's a uh, like a tech repair guy on on YouTube, and uh, he he's actually been very much fighting for right to repair. Uh, in fact, he, like paying like do getting huge donations to pay for lobbyists to go and lobby for right to repair, which is absolutely awesome. Like phenomenal work this guy's doing. But everybody, a lot of people think he's a he's a he's an ass. What's um, his name? 
uh, Lewis Rossman. He owns a repair, uh, like a computer repair shop in okay. New York City. And a lot of people think he's kind of a jackass, but and he know and he knows it. He you know he plays who kind of plays it up a little bit, but um, but having listening to him talk about because uh, this topic came up of is blocking ads on YouTube piracy. YouTube is free. The ads play. That's kind of the price of admission. Is it piracy if I block the ads on my computer? It's a, it's a, yeah, right. It gets into a really weird space. I, I, I mean, I have different feel. I have, I could honestly, I see both ways of it. Um, and I'm not going to take a stance here today for sure, but of course, but I, so his uh, thing was equating the, um, piracy of today versus piracy of yesterdecade, like 2000, right? Where it's like, oh, there's Napster, there's Kazaa, there's all these different ways. And uh, his example was watching the uh, the TV show 24. And he's like, back in the day, if you missed an episode of 24, the only way you were going to get an episode of 20, you know, was unless you had a DVR, which I mean, TiVo was a thing, but I, yeah. I mean, I only honestly, I only know one person that ever had a TiVo. So I don't know. Um, I never had a TiVo myself, but I also never really watched TV that much. But point being is, is there was no other way to go and watch that episode unless you pirated it because you couldn't go and just buy it from any of the number of places. Like you can go on Amazon and like buy TV shows that came out yesterday, right? You can stream them from their platform. You can do like there's all these different ways. So it's kind of like piracy of yesteryear was different than it is today because there was no way to get it versus now it's like you, you just didn't want to pay for it yeah. um so i the, all that to say uh now that there's all these different choices i think it's just an, it's just another way of consuming the media uh you know if it, you listen to it on your podcast app on your phone or if you watch it on youtube like I think that there's a lot of things that you could do to make it compelling for YouTube. It doesn't have to just be this talking head thing. Um, but, and I've seen lots of different examples of how that being, of it being done. Uh, I think it, it just, I don't know. It seems like a lot of work. And unless you're making money, like good, like good money at it to either maybe hire an editor or somebody, it just seems really like a tough decision for me, like even to me, like to make that decision to say, I'm going to uh, edit this, this, what, you know, this, this conversation to a point where I can also um, make it engaging and like put in B roll over top of things, which is like the, you know, the extra, like if I started talking about horses and all of a sudden you had horses running along the beach, like playing in the, you know, in the video yeah. instead of, you know, seeing this, this face right here. So, uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think, uh, I, I, the whole Spotify Joe Rogan thing is it's always been kind of weird to me. I, I, you know, I feel like it's, uh, of the, the Howard Stern thing of the past. Um, but, but Joe Rogan's different in the sense that he's not talking about sex or like making it like you know acceptable or whatever he i mean he's talking about some real things that that like could have like actual consequences not just whether or not something is uh interesting enough to listen to so now if somebody's out there right now listening and they want to start a podcast mm -hmm. uh, for and for me i i realize that so many people 
you know, they get paralysis of analysis. They think I need the perfect camera. I need the perfect this, perfect that. And they never do it. And then you see like, you know, some of Gary's old videos where he's at a yard sale with a flip phone and it had like 10 million views. So what do you say to that person that just they're they're on the fence, but they don't know if they should do it because there's so many out there already. So first off, don't compare yourself to well, like anybody, but don't compare yourself to a video that's existed for 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause they did that video. I'm sure did not get like millions of views when it got, you know, when it was posted at the time, yeah. uh, it probably had like no views. Right. And you have to keep, you have to keep posting. So to me, you know, if you're asking like, do I start a podcast? Do I, do I start a YouTube show? Do I just start a show in general? I think it, I think the answer really comes down to like, how comfortable are you talking on the mic? How comfortable are you with the technology that is available to you in general? Like, you know, having the best camera, look, I mean, here's, this is a $5,000 camera rig right here. Like, but if I don't know how to use it, it literally could look like a $5 camera, you know, a potato with a, with a lens on it, you yeah. know, or the piece of glass stuck in it. So it, it's one of those things where it's like the best equipment isn't necessarily the best equipment, but like with that said, like this is the iPhone 13 mini. I love this phone. I had the 13 pro, um, and I ultimately sold it to get the mini because I wanted a smaller phone that I could actually hold in my hand. But I will say I missed the extra lens, even though the, the, the telephoto lens is not, it's okay. It's, it's not bad, but in, in good lighting, decent lighting, even, even somewhat low lighting, it's getting really hard to tell the difference between this and this for the amount of time and effort it takes to make this look awesome. Yeah, and also I think you know, like companies like Streamyard, you know, I use Streamyard. I love Streamyard, um, but all you know, Streamyard, Zoom, it's a lot easier than I think when you first started because now you have these different. You know, I think back there it was what streaming IO or something like that came. I was up, using Skype when I started, okay. uh, and and I was using Cam Ecamm or Call Recorder, and eventually switched over to a different one when I switched over to Windows uh for for recording and like like this you know my battle station set up um you know it, it is a lot easier look having having StreamYard is awesome it, it makes it makes it a lot easier uh and there's other ones i personally use restream um and the reason is because i have a lifetime deal with them which the video quality out of StreamYard is definitely better than whatever they got going like the bit rate that they're using for for restream but i'm just like eh like it works. It does the job. Yeah. I, I don't, it's not it, me, have, me. My face being clear is not going to change, you know, yeah. a, enough views to, to, for that. And, and yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, it's really about the audio and the audio is fine. So, um, I, you know, I, I, like I said, I think meet yourself where you're at with the technology side, like get a, you know, you can get a USB microphone being able to do this. Like once you have the file, you can, I mean, you could stream it right to YouTube and then it's yeah. there. Right. Um, if I, you know, I, when you start a podcast, if you if you were like, oh, well, I don't want to have to edit video or, or whatever, I'm going to do it live stream. It, no matter what you're starting, you really just have to put the reps in. 
Like you got to get comfortable talking on the mic. You got to get comfortable with looking at the camera, being on camera, yeah. feeling comfortable with yourself, feeling comfortable with having a conversation with somebody that you don't know or maybe can't even see. Like that part really sucks. I I stopped doing I pretty much stopped doing that a while ago, like years ago, when people were like, well, I'm not, I can't turn my camera on or I don't have a camera or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not recording the video, but it makes it so much harder to have a great conversation when I can't see the person to, to like gauge what I'm saying. That's what happened. I was on, I was on, I was using Anchor. And then, you know, I, I have, you know, these people like JLD and, and all the, like yourself. And then I, cause I always ask, you know, once we get off, you're going to get, I'm going to ask you a question. You know, how can I improve? How can I get better? And JLD was like, hey, dumbass, you need to get a, You need to start doing video. I was like, all right, I get it. <laughs> you know, but now that I'm able to see my vision has come back a, a lot more, I'm able to do this. So uh, that's why we're doing video now again instead of um, anchor. But now if you had to start today, right now, mm-hmm. would you start a podcast or would you start a YouTube channel? And why? <laughs> so that is a tough question uh, to answer because I do run the independent podcast conference, but we talk more. We yeah, talk about more than just right, podcasting. Before so. we jump in, when is the next? Um, I can't wait to go to the next one. When, when is the next one? Uh, September 8th and 10th is the official. That's the in-person event this okay. year. Uh, there should be a uh, virtual conference uh, in March, the end of March. Okay. I just haven't announced it. I haven't done anything with it yet. But okay. uh, the, but the NXN one will be September 8th and 10th right outside of Philadelphia. I'm definitely coming to that one. That would be awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I've really... God, uh, will, God willing, the uh, the 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 you know, the the illness will not uh, disrupt, will not disrupt us. Um, God willing, but yeah. So uh, if I, so, when we when we do when we talk about independent podcast conference, we're talking about live stream. We're talking about YouTube. We're talking about social media. So podcasting, look, it's not it's not a podcast if it doesn't have an RSS feed. Todd Cochran, I know I know you're watching. I know you're listening. I know you. If I didn't say that, you'd be mad at me. Um, he he runs Blueberry, by the way. Uh, a- anyway, I I do think that if if I was starting today, I don't think I would be doing a podcast. If I if I if I had to start over back in 2014, I don't think I would have started a podcast. I think I would have started po- podcasting. Would have came after after the fact with with youtube and the reason is is youtube you can monetize easier faster um youtube you know i always equate it to like this right you when you build uh when you go to youtube youtube is an island right and that island has skyscrapers has you know football stadiums and soccer stadiums and the other you know all, all has all these things in it right uh, shops and, and, and everything, people living there. When you want to build a podcast, you literally have to go out into the ocean and pull the dirt up from the bottom of the ocean and, and really like build the, build the dirt, you know, build the sand, get the sand going so that you can build a foundation before we can even start talking about building huts to maybe attract some people to come, you know, to your Island. Because that's on your website. That's on your RSS feed. Yeah, some people will find it through searching. Depending on the niche, like it could, it can go. 
it can go a lot faster than like from you know than than maybe you would normally think it could um because there are there are niches that are underserved and if you hit on one of those that's awesome right and that's that's why you got to start with like building your avatar but even before even that put the reps in get good <laughs> how do i get good before you know people are like oh, i i put out four episodes of my podcast how do i start making money like well hold on a second like is your four four episodes even any good are they hitting a right target audience that that it makes sense is there an opportunity for sponsors to come because of the way you know of what you're talking about how you're talking about it and all of those things right and i mean i've i've done it where we've made money before we like months before we ever launched the podcast i i did a show uh with a with a partner of mine and it was in the disney uh niche and we we had checks before the show ever like went out before we even had done any interviews Be but that was because of the niche right we had we hit on disney and we had people who were like we want to get on that next that next ride right like what's the next big disney show well this could be it let's throw some money at it you know so it's not impossible um but when it comes to 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 ease of use and looking at it from like where are the people already at YouTube is where the people are already at. You know, building a podcast is awesome. You should have it. Even if you build it on YouTube, you should still, I would implore you, figure out how you can take that content, turn it into a podcast, figure out go how, where you're going to get your website from so people have a place to go and land on you, right? To go back to your website, to learn more about you, to get more of the podcast, to be able to have another opportunity for Google to, to point to you. Right. So like there's so many other things you can do than than just putting out the YouTube video. But again, it all really comes back down to put the reps in. And it doesn't matter what you're talking about, because like the first hundred videos you ever create are probably gonna be crap anyway. Yep. Yep. And and that's fine. I mean, but at the same time, I would argue don't delete those videos be, unless it's like really off to, like really far, like different topic. But if you're like still in the same you know range of of audience opportunity then you know that's that's revenue opportunity down the road when you when you hit your monetization goals of a, of a thousand subscribers and four thousand watch hours now something that you talked about and i think is very important and for me you know finding mentors taking classes uh taking courses it's changed my whole life but one thing that jld talked about is you know, with your avatar, sometimes you got to go an inch wide, but a mile deep to figure out who your avatar is. Because in the military, we're taught, you know, you, you don't want to pray and spray. You want to snipe. And and I, our show, I think we're I think we're almost at 200,000 downloads or something like that. Ooh. But it wasn't until I found out who my exact avatar was by by following my analytics. So please talk to us a little bit about, you know, not because if and I don't I don't remember the name. I think it's Jim Rohn. He said that, you know, if you're marketing to everybody, you're marketing to nobody. One so of talk guys, about yeah. finding your niche and how to find the niche. Yeah. So so I, I actually have I have an avatar guide workbook that has like 64 questions in it. Totally free. But and what I tell people to do is when you're filling that out, like get really really specific and so much so um that you figure out like 
not only what is like is the person an apple phone person or an android phone person that you notice there's no there's no android phone here uh i think i have one in the a box somewhere but the point the thing is is it's not just about what kind of phone they use it's about why why do they use that phone what part of the marketing is working on that person and if it's an android phone which android phone is it lg is it Sam well lg doesn't make them anymore but lg is it samsung is it uh, you know what who's makes that phone what part of their marketing message works to grab that person you know or or what like like is it price all those things right so like when i work with people and they go through the avatar workbook um sometimes we end up finding out that like the person that we're trying to reach is actually not that person. It's like the spouse of that person or <laughs> the mom or the dad or the uncle of that, of potentially of that person. Then we have to go and redo a mm -hmm. whole nother avatar build to, yeah. for that, you know, to reach the, the spouse, the, the significant other, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, the, the kid of that person. Right. Or we, we build it for the kid and it's like, well, this has helpful to know how to get their attention, but now we need to get the attention of the grown up, right? The the one that's actually going to like pull the money out and say yes. So those are the types of things like you're building. So it's almost like um, when you want to build like a, a a script for like a movie or a book series or something, you literally have to write make the the quote unquote Bible on each person. Like what have they gone through in their life leading up to that moment in which this book or this movie or this whatever starts so that you can, you already know, like you could go back and be like, okay, we're gonna make a prequel. And we already know because this person, these are the experiences that they had. These are the people that they met. This is their mom's name, their dad's name. You never even meet their mom or dad, but we know who they are. Yeah. Right. So, so finding that niche that, that you can even start to make that avatar around really comes to down to what can you talk about for episode after episode after episode after episode after episode like back in 20 i mean look i started my my podcasting journey in 2014 back in 2011 people were telling me i needed to have a podcast and i was like yeah no i was like what would i they're like well you, you love disney you should totally have a disney podcast uh and i'm like yeah but i don't live near disney world like i would not I, like i can't just go over there and pot to talk about the newest thing like i'm i'd be relying on other people to 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 feed me and and in hindsight like i probably should just did it and then at least i would have been that much further along with my reps and speaking and all that but um I was i was really in 2011 i was really really busy there was a lot of there was a lot of things going on that led that eventually led to me leaving um and getting burnt out but uh the the company so i i think finding what you could talk about a lot it, it takes time uh, you know i think i think that makes means that you have to you can go really deep and get go down that the analysis paralysis uh path where you're like well i'm gonna write this idea i'm gonna mind map this and this and this or you could just start getting the reps in make a bunch of videos that no one's going to ever watch and that's okay because you're getting the reps in. you're getting more comfortable and you're starting to target in on what you're what you really want and who knows maybe you hit on gold you know you can strike gold in 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 that process as well and when you do then you can start to look and say well if i broke this this one video down into like 50 different topics that that all relate to that one video now all of a sudden i have now maybe i have a channel on my hands right i have a show on my hands that people can get really deep in into the weeds with and feel and feel connected i mean getting people to feel connected to something is 
tough, um, especially if you're not used to being like authentic and yourself. I, I hate the word people overuse the word authentic, but like literally being yourself, like just being who you are. That's that takes that takes skill as well, right? It takes practice. It's a muscle. I'll tell you when I started vlogging that back in 2017, and I did the 100 days, like it was a muscle, I had to do it every single day. And when I stopped doing it for a couple of months, and then was like, ooh, you know, the indie pod conference is coming up, I want to vlog at it while I'm there, like to make like a behind the scenes vlog. I had to get comfortable again because the muscle was was weak, kind of like yeah. like any muscle that you use, and then all of a sudden you stop using, so it grows it grows weak. Yep. Now you know, and like you know, JLD said, and I always go back to him just because I think it's amazing what he's doing. What is? But he said in the beginning I sucked, and he said, but I did 365 days in a row mm -hmm. without missing a day off, no day off, and I had to learn, you know. And that's why I listen to a lot of my old videos. And sometimes I'm counting the ums. I'm like, that's eight. It's number nine. But you guys, like you said, you get better after a while. So last two questions I have. I know you got so much to do today. Um, how do we find you? How do we support your mission? What can we do to support Super Joe? And not only in his YouTube, but also in your independent podcast. Yeah, so you can get everything over at superjoepardo.com, kind of like what my name is, but with no spaces. Uh, and as well as indiepodcon.com, I-N-D-I-E, podcon.com. So that's the, the conference uh, over at superjoepardo.com. You can get, uh, you, you know, you can do one-on-one -on -one consulting, uh, reach out for that. You can... Uh, watch all of my videos. Uh, they're they're all there in the blog. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast. It's a pretty. There's like 400 plus episodes there uh, of the pod the podcast, as well as uh, check out my books and and all like the my shop superjoe.com. Like there's links all there to like get merch like this or like the hats that are behind me over here and my books and and all that. So yeah, so all that's over there. Uh, and and you know I, it, you know there's the there's also links to YouTube as well uh, over there and, and all the social media so you can uh, come join us and and help us empower other people to to be you know super entrepreneurs and do the best they can for themselves their business and the people around them. Okay, last question. I ask this question. I ask a thousand people. I get a thousand different answers. Um, obviously, we're both on the East Coast. We have some amazing governors. Uh, but I think we're about to go back in lockdown for a lot, a lot of what's going on. So, you know, in, in the, in the States local by us, I think we've lost like a hundred thousand restaurants went out of business. So you got a lot of parents driver driving Uber DoorDash just to put food on the kids table. So if I ask the average person to do something in seven days, they're never going to get to it. But if I ask somebody that's listening to our show right now, to take an actionable step in the next 24 hours, they're more likely to do it. So if somebody's sitting on the fence, should I start a podcast? Should I start a YouTube channel? What can they do in the next 24 hours to start to uh, put their best foot forward? Well, your answer, well, your question reminds me of, I don't, are you friends with, um, I can't think of his name from First Class Dad? Ben Colloy? Is that what his name is? I. I could I could search it. I have Facebook up over here, but I 
he because he drives he drives uh i think uber as well to you know to to put you know to make men's meat and things like that and uh so i i, I you know there's I mean, there's so many people that are doing whatever they've had to do to be able to to survive through this, and and the amount of businesses uh, that have closed is is disheartening. Uh, with that said, a lot of businesses close every single year, and 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 things like that. But I will say that um, the, the the whole PPP as, as as somebody who went through the PPP loan process uh, for a couple of different businesses that I'm both involved with and and myself. Uh, it was not it almost felt like a lottery <laughs> instead of like hey like we're actually going to prop you know america's economy up the backbone of america's economy 80 percent of you know the businesses being uh you know small businesses so i i i oh god i i could talk all day about that but if you're if you're thinking about starting a podcast uh i would say it, it is a it is a thing it, it, it takes some time it takes some effort uh it takes it takes some some effort especially if you don't have the technical background to do it uh but i think it, it's it's a good creative outlet in a way that you won't necessarily get any really any other way right and uh and that's one of the things that i love about podcasting is again we go back to the people right being able to have conversations with people you would have no reason to learn to to, to talk to otherwise you get to learn from those people um and you know it doesn't have to be super complicated look you start on anchor anchor is like the easiest way to start a podcast apparently you just start i'm still there no, they say they think they said i'm one of the big dogs on anchor now i'm still there <laughs> Well, you know, so it, it's it's a it's a it's a thing you can you can utilize that. Um, don't let the technology get in the way, right? Use your phone. Your phone has a great microphone in it. You, the you know the, the uh, AirPods, earpods have great mics. Uh, there's other mics if you're not on an Apple device, no. um, but it's. I, I think from from a learning perspective, I, I always say like if we're not learning. Um, then we're not growing and if we're not growing then we're dying so if if you want to be that person that wants to grow uh starting a podcast can be that way having guests on it's a lot it's a lot of work there, especially if you're not a technical person uh it's it's a lot of effort involved but it's such a growth opportunity for you and you never like i've gotten so many like i've gotten clients out of it i've gotten uh, i've actually got, i got i got a job out of it for a little while back in 2016 after my uh or yeah 2016 not long after my my daughter was born about six months after my daughter was born because of my podcast i wound up getting to work with uh disadvantaged youth in camden new jersey uh which was um which was incredible i like you want to talk about learning like i got to learn so much from these 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 youth that have experience way worse trauma than I ever have, you know, and have the, the odds stacked against them in so many ways. Um, not just in a racial like profiling kind of way, but just in a really like not great, you know, family home life kind of way. Like they just didn't, they, they didn't have those advantages, um, that even someone like me who maybe didn't have the best childhood either, but like, it doesn't even compare. So having that opportunity to learn and to grow my background is is to me that's everything. Like I said, if we're not learning, we're not growing, and if we're not growing, then we're dying. And that's I 
I, I think that anybody that wants to learn is that's where a podcast can really come in handy. And then you get to bring people along for the journey, you know, and and maybe it's not everybody and it shouldn't be. It probably shouldn't be everybody, but uh, or even everybody within that that avatar, that niche that you're trying to hit because not everyone's going to like you, right? It's about your personality. It's about what you what you look like, what you sound like, what experiences you bring to the table, how you're willing to learn and listen to other people. There's so many things and people won't um they, like I was literally talking to to one of my clients about this earlier today when we were talking about her YouTube channel and you know, we were talking about like the difference between like using like real photos versus like cartoon photos, right? Like clip arts and things of that nature. And I'm like, well, what do you, you know, what speaks to you as, you know, trying to portray your, to your, to your, you know, avatar. Um, and you know, the consistency there, um, is a, is a big deal. And and to her point, she she's like, well, I don't think anyone's going to look at that and say, well, they, they used real photos and clip art in the same, you know, like slides that they were using to tell their story. And I said, no, but they pro the people that would think that probably won't know why they feel that way. They just will. They they're just something about. They won't be able to to tell you. Just like what you know, when the iPad came out, and everyone was like, "Oh, I don't. What do I need that? It's a giant cell phone for." You know, it wasn't until the people got it in their hands that they realized that this was what they want. You know, by and large, wanted in their life. They just didn't know it yet. And uh, and that's that that thing. There's a. I mean, I could talk more about it, but like, there's a there's a camera technique in film where you you turn and I didn't know this either until I you know I used you know YouTube Academy to find out myself but there's a there's a there's a technique where you tilt the camera and 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 put it at like a weird angle like a down low like weird angle and that uh that angle and that tilt is designed to make the audience feel uneasy which is a great technique for making like, oh, like ominous, like something bad's going to happen. But the example I give is, have you ever watched the um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas with yeah. like Jim Carrey? Yeah, I hate that movie. And I, and I couldn't figure out why I hated that movie until I watched that YouTube video explaining that that down low crooked camera angle that's used to make you feel uneasy is in like every other scene. It's like every other camera, like it, it's like every five seconds, there's another like crooked camera and it makes me feel so uneasy that I cannot stand the movie. I just can't, I can't do it. And I could never understand why never could understand it until I watched that. I found that video and explained it. So my point being is, is you, when you create something for an audience, you have to bring yourself to it. Um, it's like this, right? When I was getting started, I was all about like, let's document the person that I'm interviewing, right? I'm telling their story, their life story. They're, you know, kind of like, um, uh, oh, what's it called? A, um, a time capsule of their life, right? A journal, a, a journaling of their life. And w about 70 episodes in, a friend of mine took me aside and said, Joe, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what you're doing wrong with your podcast. Now she's not a podcaster. She, she was, or at least she wasn't at the time, but she had studied film and she had studied, you know, uh, a, like a lot of things in that, in that realm. And she's like, I'll tell you exactly what you're doing wrong. I said, Oh, what am I doing wrong? She's like, 
there's no reason for people to come back to your show. And I said, well, what, what do you mean? I'm, I'm highlighting these awesome stories and these awesome people. She said, yeah, but you're not in it. When you're not in it, guess what? Your guest ain't there next week. She's like, Joe, why do people watch Ellen? I was like, well, you know, Ellen is awesome, right? And she's like, yeah, exactly. And people know it because tomorrow the guest that she has on today isn't going to be there. That celebrity, that kid with the great story, the dog that saved somebody's life. None of that's going to be there tomorrow, but she will be. And that's why people come back. So, you know, figuring out like that balance of letting people experience you and letting people experience the guest is is there's a there's a relationship there that has to be the connection has to be made in the listener's mind to say oh yeah you know i really like what richard brings to the table like i want to come back for this you know i want that for me i love it so guys if you get a chance make sure you check out superjoepardo.com check out the website check out check out the youtube channel i'm a shark tank geek so I geek out on it. My wife hates Shark Tank, but I, I geek out on it. So I, lo I love your show. Um, I just want to say thank you so much. I know we went a little bit over our time, but I just want to say thank you for hanging out. And um, you actually taught me something today, which I love because I once did it. I think last week, I mean, Mike, I'm just starting my uh, TikTok. I only got something like, I don't know, 4,000 followers or whatever. That's not that's not nothing. <laughs> but I, I had a photo of Kobe and turned it this way. And all of a sudden it had like 50,000 views. And I, I don't know, like you said, maybe it was just because of turning the photo and, and also putting music in there that touches the soul. You know, maybe that has something to do with it. I think a lot of people don't realize how important um, intro is, you know, outro music, you know, having somebody to announce your your show a lot of people don't realize that's a really important part of your show well there's a difference too right in the sense of like so long like long form interviews for as a podcast is different as than uh than like with youtube right so like when i was talking earlier about like the idea right like you're putting together what's the idea for the video like that is trying to get across you know i i think a big mistake that a lot of people are a lot of people make and and maybe they made it be, they made that mistake because that's what they thought because they watched other people you know bigger youtubers quote unquote bigger youtubers do it um people are looking for the answer right so it depends on like is your video designed for search or is it designed for your audience so to me like i've cut my intros out right and and i actually started cutting my intro out back in like 20 by like 2015 i started like chopping my intro shorter and shorter and shorter on my podcast and even on YouTube, like I, I started with a, a seven second intro, but even looking at the analytics, it showed me that I needed to just get, get rid of it, like make it shorter, make it shorter. And literally I just got rid of it, um, which is maybe a little jarring for some people coming into it, but those people coming into it are probably finding me from search most likely. Um, and they're there for the video. So let's just get to the video rather than me talking, you know, introducing myself. They, they'll get to know me through through over time and that's and that's fine but if i give them what they're looking first then i can hook them in the staying that's why like even um i forget what his name is there's a there's a youtube editor who has his own channel but he like edits for like 
like Logan Paul and like all these like big, you know, the biggest of the big YouTubers. And, uh, you know, he was doing it. He was doing an interview and they, they asked like, okay, do you do a stinger in the front of the show? Like, like the best clip or whatever. And, uh, his answer was no, <laughs> just get to, just get to the video, you know, just get to the reason that people are that come in there. Right. And, and go from there. Um, he even, he even, one of the things he said was, uh, well, because the amount to get a mid-roll ad, I think, was it used to be ten minutes long, or it was shorter. So then it became ten minutes, and now it's down to eight minutes. It's back to eight minutes. So you know, people are like trying to gamify, like, oh, I'm I'm going to make my video just that long so I can get that mid-roll ad. But what what he said was, well, when I think it was either Jake Paul or Logan Paul, one of the Paul brothers, when he was editing their videos, they decided let's just buck the trend and just do five minute videos and he's like it became a lot easier for me to find five minutes of usable content rather than trying to extend it to eight or ten minutes and get people to stay especially when you're doing daily vlogs uh, and you're, you're editing through hours and hours of footage every single day to make that happen um it it what they found was was the watch amount <laughs> went up. The amount of p videos people were watching per session went up. So they were actually getting more ads that way rather than trying to be like, ooh, if I make it eight minutes, I'll get an ad in the middle. So should a podcast like this do a short? Sure, try it. And then see what happens. Look at the analytics. You know, it's all about testing, right? Like yeah. when I when I started, I had my face. You know, I know you saw the the thumbnails. I'm like, ah, like doing all the things, right? Because that's what I saw other YouTubers doing that had way more numbers than I ever did. And you know what? My click through rate was really low, and and the impressions weren't nearly as much. And so I took I I cut myself back and back and back and back, like literally pushing myself out of the thumbnail. And eventually, I just took myself out completely, and my click-through rate went through the roof. Okay, cool. Well, like, brother, I, I could just keep going. <laughs> you just gotta look at the just but, look at the analytics, man. Do a test. Look at the analytics, and but that's one thing. YouTube will give you a lot more analytics than any other stats company for podcasting. You have so much more at your disposal, but it's it might not be the same audience, and that's part of the problem too. Yep, so I, you can't I, I necessarily. I love that YouTube studio. I think that's freaking amazing. It's, it's it, it really is. It really uh, is. All right, Joe. Thank you so much, brother. I'm, I'm so thank grateful you. for you. And have an amazing week. And keep being super. Oh, thank you. You too, Super Richard. Take care. Thank you for having me. All right, guys. Remember, vertical momentum. The only way to go is but up. All right, guys. I'll catch you on the flip. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.